0: Writing a catchy bio, speaking up in a meeting, or being interviewed, talking about how amazing you are is something most people are uncomfortable with, and especially women. In fact, a lot of us are uncomfortable even thinking about it sometimes. Today, I want to talk about the reasons you're uncomfortable and what you can do to be more comfortable both in acknowledging how great you are and talking about it with greater ease and frequency. And here's why this matters for you. People who acknowledge their role in creating the results have more confidence, receive more recognition, get paid more, are exposed to greater opportunities, and have more fun in life and work. Every experience is more interesting and less heavy when you're able to celebrate yourself as a key contributor to your success, your skills, and your accomplishments. Plus, when you can see how exactly you created something that you have now, you're more likely to be able to believe and see the path to what you want next. Let's jump right into why so many of us feel so awkward and uncomfortable tooting our own horns. First, most of us don't spend a lot of time thinking highly of ourselves and reflecting on how far we've come, all the accomplishments that we've had over the years, all the great things that we have done and who we are. Instead, our brains are programmed to look for what's wrong with us because that's what will protect us from unanticipated danger or threats. It's evolutionary. It's how we stayed alive. But that's not so useful anymore. And what that means now is that we aren't spending time noticing, talking about, and celebrating the great things about ourselves. We aren't spending time making lists and describing what we like and love about ourselves. Instead, we catalog our shortcomings and list things to improve or stop doing or being. Second, many of us were taught to be modest about our accomplishments. If you brag too much, it means you're arrogant or overly confident. I, too, find bragging annoying to witness. But what we're talking about here isn't bragging and it's not arrogance. Arrogance stems from thinking you're better than someone else and then using your bragging to try to prove it to other people and probably yourself as well. Arrogance generally comes from a lack of self-confidence and your arrogant seeming actions are you trying to prove to yourself and others that you are more skilled and accomplished than you really are by putting others down or pointing out flaws or lacking of skills in others. When you find yourself feeling critical of others or even of yourself, consider why. Often, it's just a projection of your own insecurities and your own fear of rejection. We're talking about taking credit for your actual accomplishments and not diminishing your skills and experience. When you know you're capable, confidence is a natural feeling that flows from that belief. Your genuine self-confidence makes other people feel safe and comfortable around you. When you feel confident, you're thinking, we're all capable and wonderful people. It's much more abundant and open than when you're judging, bragging, or arrogant. And it's a key difference. To help distinguish that better for you, think of times when you might have felt these different emotions and what you were thinking and believing in those moments. It will help you to identify how confidence versus arrogance looks and feels for you. And hence, it will help you recognize when you can trust yourself to talk about your accomplishments as a healthy thing, as opposed to an arrogant attempt that feels yucky to you. The third thing that makes it uncomfortable for us to acknowledge and speak about ourselves is that if you speak too confidently, openly, or positively about yourself and your accomplishments or abilities, you might make someone feel uncomfortable. The belief that you can make someone feel uncomfortable by talking about something that you achieved or accomplished that you actually worked hard for, or even if it felt like it came easily to you, that's just a story. People are going to feel how they're going to feel, regardless of what you have accomplished and what you say about your accomplishments. People are inspired when people achieve their goals and do cool things. And if they aren't, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what and how the person who isn't celebrating you thinks. When you aren't inspired, supportive, or excited for someone else's success or accomplishments, it's generally because you either aren't interested or connected with them or their situation, or because you're focused on your own perceived shortcomings or failures in relation to their achievements. Notice that neither of those reasons has anything to do with whether or how you talk about yourself or how the person you're thinking about was talking about themselves, depending on which way we're going here. You can literally say nothing at all. You could say everything to discount your success, or you could fully acknowledge and take credit for all the great things you've done. And the person who isn't here for it will respond pretty much the same way. Additionally, the person who is here for it will also respond in the way that they were going to respond regardless. So I say, do the thing that is best for you. Because if you don't talk about yourself, no one knows what's going on. And talking about yourself in a positive way is always best for you. And finally, many of us are taught that if we're too confident or too celebratory, we'll lose something. There are only so many good things to have in the world, and if we're too busy enjoying ourselves and our results, we won't see the doom coming from the other side. It's that whole waiting for the other shoe to drop issue. And that too is just a story that has developed and been passed down to express our fear about losing success once we have it because there's only so much to go around or because we don't know how we gather to begin with. So how could we ever know how to recreate it? Definitely not a useful way to think, make decisions, and act in this world. Let's add one bonus item here. I suppose technically all of these items fall under this, but let's at least name it. All of these beliefs we just talked about come from how you were socialized, meaning everything you heard, read, witnessed, and experienced as you were growing up and even up until now, whether it was conscious or not, combined to form the beliefs that you currently hold about yourself and how the world works. Knowing this always helps me challenge my current beliefs without having to feel bad or judge myself harshly for anything that I didn't see before, whether I had no inkling whatsoever or if I didn't believe it but had heard about it. It takes the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment out of it, and it's helpful for staying open and curious as I encounter and try on new ideas. So I encourage you to do the same. Recognize that, let yourself off the hook for certain things, and move forward with an open mind. So one of the hardest things for me when it came to tooting my own horn was always writing my bio, as well as those descriptions of everything on my resume and on LinkedIn. I remember spiraling into a pit of self-doubt and inadequacy. Every time I had to write a bio or some little sentence even about myself when I was working in accounting, I immediately defaulted to thoughts like, I'm no one. I have achieved nothing. I'm so boring. There's nothing to tell here. Who would want to hear this? This just sounds so weird. I can't do it. And it would take me days to respond to the requests. And I would sit there hoping that someone would kindly write it for me so they could make me sound better than the boring, unaccomplished person that I saw myself as once I was put on the spot. The thing is, I was actually pretty accomplished and interesting. But saying that to someone out loud, acknowledging it with purpose felt like the most terrifying thing. And then to also write it in words that were catchy, that brought up all the crushing perfectionism in me. I could only submit a bio that was witty, fun, impressive, and approachable. And since I didn't know how to do that, no bio should be written. So for years, my bios were lukewarm at best. If they looked good, someone else had probably written it. I sat back and hoped that my performance would speak for itself. And it worked for a few years while I worked in a small group where people knew me very well and could see clearly what I was doing. But eventually I reached a point where I couldn't really keep moving forward at the pace that I wanted professionally if I didn't learn to take credit for my results. I still today have to take a little time to get into the space where I'm open to seeing myself as awesome before I write my bio or get out there and talk to people in general. But it's much faster now. And I'm not so critical of myself for finding things that I love about myself Thank you so much, confidence work. And that's what we're going to do a little bit of today, is help you do that same thing. All of the beliefs that I shared, all of the beliefs that I shared that guide us to not toot our horns have some roots in the belief that success and accomplishment are not abundant things that are available to all of us. It's based instead on the belief that the more one person succeeds, the less success becomes available to someone else. I believe the limit on someone else's success can only happen if you actively work to keep someone down instead of sharing your success and inspiration with others. In fact, sharing your story, celebrating your success, and claiming your role in creating everything that you have can serve as an example to others of what is possible and available for them. Simply by sharing your success out loud, in writing, in your bio, in meetings, and everywhere you go, you can help other people create their success as well. A lot of us struggle to toot our own horn because we lack the self-confidence to do so. We don't trust ourselves to be publicly acknowledged as an accomplished person. Even if we can see that we did actually do some objectively great things, we're also certain someone will figure out that we didn't do it all on our own, or that we're imposters, or that we won't be able to do it again or consistently. So we can't claim that accomplishment, or at least we shouldn't talk about it in public. We let ourselves down by not sharing about our amazingness because we don't solidify that evidence in our brain that we are highly capable. We aren't acknowledging it and celebrating it. So we keep holding a low opinion of ourselves and we protect ourselves from being discovered by hiding our accomplishments and deflecting the credit onto other people or circumstances. The opposite of all this is self-confidence and creating self-confidence is the key to being able to toot your own horn. And if you aren't convinced yet that this is a good goal for you, here are a few things that happen in your life when you have more self-confidence. You set more goals and take more action because you believe more is possible and you're curious and excited to work toward those things. You talk to more people because you want to and you like it. You take more risks because you're not afraid. You achieve more and you increase your capacity for everything in life. Now that you probably want more of this self-confidence, how do you actually create it? You change what you think about yourself and the world around you. You practice doing more things and noticing how you think and feel before, during, and after each action. You learn. You grow. You stop letting the possibility of failure keep you from doing things. Specific to the confidence for tooting your own horn part, try making a list of everything that you've accomplished in your life. From learning to walk, graduating from high school, making friends, or starting a new workout routine. To getting your first job, getting your latest promotion or raise, starting a business, running a marathon, or even waking up every day and showing up to the job that is less inspiring because you have a bigger goal than just going to work. Another list you can make is everything that you like about yourself. I can tell you this was one of the most uncomfortable things for me. Or even start with something that's more comfortable like... Hobbies that you do or things that you like about your life outside of work. If it's hard for you to talk about achievements at work, talk about achievements outside of work just to get yourself feeling what it's like to say what you've done and feel confident about it and share it. Want some beliefs that you can try on and practice to help you create more self confidence? Here are some of my favorites. Use them in whatever situations make sense for you. And of course, take some time to come up with your own list because You probably have some in your head already. Here's the ones I like. I am capable. I can figure it out even if I don't know the answer right now. The worst that can happen is really just what I make it mean. Fear is a feeling and I am capable of feeling it without stopping what I'm doing. Other people aren't focused on me, which is great because they will only notice the good that I do instead of the screw ups. People are rooting for me, not against me. Ultimately, learn to rely on your belief that you're capable and can handle anything more than you rely on your or anyone else's assessment of your actual abilities. Remember that people who are truly self-confident are attractive in the world. Practice talking about yourself, seeing the results, and feeling your way through it. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Push your comfort zone a little bit more each time as you create more evidence for yourself that it's safe and desirable to share and believe great things about yourself. And finally, always remember that when you own your own results and toot your horn in a way that feels great to you, you are also giving other people permission to own their results and share them. We all get to grow together. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at saranamachek.com.